Hey guys, welcome to 100% Creative, where we talk about 50% creative business and 50% random shit. My name is Jen Madigan, I'm your host, and I'm so happy you're here. Let's get to the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of 100% Creative. I'm here with my friend, Courtney Nichols, and I'm going to let her kind of introduce herself, what she does, where she's from, all of that good stuff. Um, so excited you're here, Courtney. <laughs> Thanks. Um, again, as she said, my name is Courtney Nichols, and I currently live in Gainesville, Florida, and I get to plan amazing trips for people all over the world. Um, I actually now have three businesses, or I'm saying I'm calling them brands. So Travel Bash is which is a business that I started and it focused on more destination weddings, honeymoons, the romance travel. And since then has kind of flipped into kind of the hub for all things celebration travel. Yeah. And then I have a new baby. It's TRVLB, which is a membership based luxury travel design boutique. And that's more of a travel planning company that kind of focuses on the everyday travel. Like travel is a lifestyle. So we we look at your whole year and set it up where you're going to go. And then recently just launched Compass Collective. And yeah, that is like what I've been working on a lot lately. And basically Compass Collective is working with travel brands who aspire to be leaders in the industry and really trying to amplify diverse voices and help them come up with concrete action items for them to implement to kind of be more authentic and align with their values as a brand. So that's been like fun to work on, especially during COVID when a lot of people are not traveling lately. So yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that you just have such like, you're just so tenacious, like to (laughs) be in an industry that really took a huge hit during COVID, not just travel, but the wedding industry, which is kind of the primary baby to like yes. take that and be like, all right, watch me. And then just like <laughs> expand is so cool. Cause so many people have just like almost like shrunk in the face of this like adversity right. and you've flourished. So tell me a little bit more about kind of how you were inspired to start these new branches of your company. Yeah. So again, um, as I mentioned that Travel Bash was my baby and I focused on destination weddings, but prior to COVID, I was kind of getting burnt out and I'm like, I don't want to see another bride. Like I know people who are in the wedding industry can understand what I'm saying. So it was one of those things that I wanted to help them and give them all the tools and resources, but I didn't want to actually be the person that was like, Hey girl, I'm going to help you get down this aisle. I'm going to help all your guests get there and that type of thing. So I was thinking, okay, what can I do? So first I started, I'm like, oh, I'm going to create a course and I'm going to teach them how to plan their own destination. And then I'm like, oh no, these brides don't want that. That's why they came to me. Like they don't have time to be like going through a course. So I said, hmm. So literally I just flipped that site in to be kind of this content hub where people can go for resources and information. And then that kind of led me into... I still enjoy travel planning and helping people, but what that client looks like is very different now from what I started. So that's where TRVLB kind of evolved in this luxury planning, kind of let me be your go-to inner circle for the whole year versus like, hey, Courtney, we want to go to Hawaii. 
can you help us book? Like, no, girl, I can't do one-off trips. I want that relationship. I'm like your accountant, like your hairstylist, your doctor. You know, like when you think of travel, I want you to think of me. So we're going to plan this throughout the year and not just work on a one-time basis or like, oh, um, we go on vacation at once a year that you're going to call me. So then that's kind of how that evolved. And then when COVID hit and like you said, weddings were hit, travel was hit, like, I'm trying to figure out how I'm still in business. <laughs> like when I look up at the days, like it's October and I'm doing pretty good. But when it first all happened, I was kind of like, oh my gosh, I saw my husband, like I should just give up. I should, you know, I got real dramatic. And then I'm like, hold on, like <laughs> get outside of yourself, Cordy, pull it together. And in the wake of with George Floyd and all these recent instances in society and with this being a big political year and all that, it led me to create Compass Collective because I was finding that travel brands that I was working with were struggling to reach a diverse market. And me not only being um, an advisor partner to them that are working with clients from all different backgrounds, you know, different socioeconomic levels, like I know what the expectations of modern travel are. Like I deal with our ideal client on a daily basis, but then also because I am a black woman who travels and most of the time luxury, I didn't see myself represented. So instead of like blasting them and we're going to hashtag boycott, it was more of me wanting to create a bridge between travel leaders and people of color. So we could kind of create this world where they felt supported and accurately represented in this space to really inspire everyone to just to travel more so they could feel like, Hey, I'm a part of this is for me. Yeah. I love that because I feel like, especially this year, cancel culture is like so prevalent and it really doesn't do everyone a disservice, right? Because it's like saying you're canceled. It doesn't give those people the opportunity to grow and change. And it, you know, it kind of limits your own opportunities to be, you know, a better human and to outreach and try to bridge the gap, like you said, to kind of create a relationship and a new community rather than I think almost cancel culture is like the old way. Like, oh, you don't want to be a part of this. That's fine. But it's not really like moving forward in any sort of progress. So I love that that's like the intention behind your business. So cool. So (laughs) you touched on the, you know, travel bash being primarily working with weddings, destination weddings. Yeah. I know just cause I know you, I know that you also <laughs> had a destination wedding. So that was kind of maybe the launching point for deciding to do that business. Do you feel? Yeah. Okay. When I got into the travel industry. So that's kind of like, okay, circle back uh, years ago. I'm not old, so, but I feel <laughs> like, you know, I got married very young and I've been with my husband since 2008 and I'll be 34 this year. So, you know, like when I look back, I'm like, woo, like I've been through some things, but I had a destination wedding. My husband's a college basketball coach. So we moved around. There was one point in my life I had moved five times, um, in nine years, um, until recently coming to Florida. And now we've been here five years and I'm like, Hmm, this is different. But before then we had moved a lot and we decided to do a destination wedding. Um, at the time we lived in Hungary, he was playing professionally. So after planning my destination wedding, I had a travel agent that was like, Courtney, you really need to, you know, come. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. You know, like I'll use my points, use my credit card and go with my friend, you know, like, but I was like, I don't really want to be helping people. And so Another year went on. She's like, no, Courtney, you have the network. Like, I think you would be great at this. And again, after moving five times in nine years, you get to a point 
in your career as a feeling. So I was a fundraiser. That was like my life previously. Major gift fundraising. I always say asking rich people for a lot of money, millions of dollars for buildings, statues and everything else. And then you get to a point where you're, you can't get promoted because they're not going to promote you because they're like, we don't know if you're going to be here. And then like for the hours and you're trading time and I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, man, I could be like doing this, this. I'm a go getter. Like I'm out here. So I'm like, this is wasting my whole life. So I was like, let me car. I'm going to try it. And I said, okay, but I want to focus on romance travel, specifically destination and honeymoons. So one, it's because I was passionate about it and I felt like I had experienced it. And it was one of those things that it wasn't just a regular trip. People were really seeking your help, your assistance for those bigger group trips. So that's kind of how everything kind of got started or in motion and I enjoyed it. And I'm like, oh, I'm doing, you know, let me just, you know, (laughs) tell everybody all the stuff I'm doing. And it kind of started rolling from there. And then that's probably where I was like, whoa, destination weddings all the time. Like, I'm going to kill myself. (laughs) Yeah, like... (laughs) Yes. I do feel like that, you know, if if the story, even for wedding photographers, sometimes they're like, I got married. I loved it. My photographer inspired me. Now I want to do weddings. And then they do weddings for a while and they're like, I never want to see another bride again. Like you you said, their mom, the girls. So I love, I mean, I think it's probably a very common story to pivot to something that feels a little more like where you're at in your life now. Right. So yes, you're 34, you're, you know, you and your husband love to travel, like different things like that, where you're not so much in that like wedding mentality anymore. Yes. Yes. It was a great, <laughs> it was a great transition. I don't know if my clients really like, they're like, what? Yeah. You're not going to be doing. I was like, I'm not taking any more weddings. I will say that now I'm at a point, there was a point in time, maybe last year, I was not taking any more weddings. And because of COVID, a lot of my weddings from this year, this was my last year of doing weddings. Like I had tossed it up. I prayed about like everything last year and then COVID hit. So next year I will be doing weddings, (laughs) but that was like the end. But I actually have come around to taking, being very selective and saying that I'm only going to take this many throughout the year and kind of up level the type of clients that I'm working with in that space. Sure. Do you feel like with clients for Travel Bash that come to you for help with their weddings. Do you think that that's the type of client, can they transition over to TRVB, TRVLB? I feel like, yeah, that. it's just like travel <laughs> yeah, and no, then to like, be like travel bash. <laughs> yeah. But just like out of your mouth and I'm like, <laughs> trying to get it to go. Okay. TRVLB. Got it. Yes. <laughs> so I believe that some people will flow into this. It's very new. So, you know, it's one of those things that I want to give them the opportunity to see because a lot of people that um, come to me for their destination winter or honeymoon, they're like circling back because it's now anniversary time or they're doing baby moon. You know, they're in different stages of their life. So helping them and educating them to see like, hey, if you're planning two to three trips with me throughout the year, it's better for like as of a value to go ahead and sign up for like I have two packages. The Jet Setter is like my base level package and then Sky Savant. So yes, Ooh. you want to travel the world. Yes, getting oh, fancy. So it's one of those things that if you look at how much you travel, it goes back to how much you travel. If you're going to do that one annual vacation, probably not so much. But when you look at how much people actually travel, I think at first glance, I think like, well, I won't use it because I just went to New Orleans or I just went to Mexico or I'm taking that one trip to Portugal. But those are all three trips I can help you with because 
when I first started, I didn't do any domestic travel. Well, TRBLB now allows me to help my clients domestically in country. So if you look at it throughout the year, you're probably going on more trips than what you think, even if it's just a weekend trip to Savannah or you're going to Utah in the mountains. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. and then you're thinking about, okay, birthday, you know, celebrations is, did I get a new job promotion? Am I just ready to get away? Everybody's been in the house with COVID, you know, like, am I ready just to get away? Do I have to go on that same family trip that we go on every year? You know, when you look at how many trips you actually take in the course of the year, you probably take more than what you think. Mm -hmm. And when you have someone that can help you with everything to where if your business sends you somewhere and you want to add a couple of days on and, or like you're doing a retreat and then you're like, okay, I want to go explore it. Like you're probably moving a lot more than what you're thinking. And to have someone on your team that you don't even have to worry about, like, Oh girl, send me, send me the deeds or tell me what you want to do. And it's done. You might even travel more. Yeah. 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 I feel like the hassle is like, okay, I got to find airfare and I got to find an Airbnb and I got to get a rental car. It's like all the logistics with on top of normal day to day life, you know, all the stuff. So it does make sense to, if you travel more than what, like three times a year, do you think is like, yeah. Okay. I would say more than three. And I, and the packages are like the jet setter. I always tell people if you're one that likes to stay close to home, And what that means is not saying that like you are just in, you know, Vegas close to home, but like I say kind of North America. So if you're a Canadian traveler, you know, like you want to see all of the 50 states and you probably go to Mexico, maybe or the Caribbean, then the jet setter is probably for you because it's unlimited itinerary planning for anywhere in North America and the Caribbean. And it's usually five days or less. So those are those, you know, the weekends are long kind of weekend trips and handling all the booking management, that type of thing. Now the sky savant is more of when you're thinking traveling around the world. So it's all your reservations, your flights, the activities, you know, restaurant, restaurant, not just recommendations, but we'll book that the restaurant, you know, time for you. And it's basically around the world. So if you're going to Africa, you're going to Seychelles, you're going to Cambodia, you're going to Iceland, you know, all the places you can think outside of just your North American travel that are seven days or longer, then that's probably a better fit for you because the way your travel style is different, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. And it's so nice. I mean, I've been to Europe a few times, but it's like, it's so nice when you have someone doing all that stuff for you. Cause otherwise you're the one doing the research, right? Like if I could pay someone to like find restaurants, figure out what (laughs) I'm doing every day. Like I love, like, I love a plan. I'm very type A, but I don't necessarily want to be the one that's planning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You want to get the details. I'm like, okay, good. I'm showing up. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a vacation. I don't want to have to work to like go on vacation. (laughs) Right. And then it always sucks if like, I've been on trips where I've done the research and I've done all this. I'm like, Oh, this is not what I wanted. You know, like, but you can't, I mean, you planned it. Like you booked it. Like, Hmm. I always tell my husband, like, I'm, I do a lot of research for my clients so they don't have to, because I might stay at this villa and I'm like, uh, this isn't really what they said it was. Or like eat at this restaurant where I'm like, this is overpriced. It's just okay. You know, but like, if you're the one who's actually done the research or you went to TripAdvisor or you looked at something, you don't know until you go. So that might be like the one trip that you'll go to that destination for that whole year. And now it's like, I don't want to say it's just messed up, but it's like, uh, you know, if I would have done this or it could have been better. And what I always tell people that read reviews, you've got to think, 
the person writing the review might have a different travel style than you. So like, for instance, I'm not a Costa Rica fan. I have clients that love Costa Rica, but the thing is, I don't like outdoors. I'm not about to be with bugs. I ain't going to be camping. You know, like, I don't like that. So my review would be like, uh-uh, this was terrible. You know, and someone who loved it was like, what? I love it. So now you're looking at people's reviews and you don't know, you know, it's kind of like when people say things are expensive. Mm, Well, it's in your vantage point because you could think $200 is expensive and I could think $20,000 is expensive. Yeah. And it's all about priorities too. That colors, like how people view pricing and what's expensive and what's not like, I'm not going to spend, you know, thousands of dollars on like a television, like television (laughs) to me is a television. Right. But like, I would spend a lot of money on shoes or, you know, cause that's the thing. So it's like, you, you know, it just depends on people's priorities and then perspective. Right. Yeah. And that's why I would say expectations are important. And that's why like, I like working with clients. It's more of a one-on-one personal because I want to curate this trip for you, not for me, not for, you know, Susie or Johnny or this, like this trip is for you. Mm-hmm. So we have to know more about you, your style, like um, things you like, what you don't like from like, you're an owl person to a window, you know, like to where you don't want to see the color green when you walk in the hotel. Like I asked, we do like a blueprint call. Mm-hmm. And so I'm literally in your business asking you for everything doing almost everything but taking your blood and people are like why do I need to know all this because you want the best trip huh right yeah. Yeah, yeah I need to know that you're saying that I only drink Hendrix gin that's important yeah I love yeah. that because I think when people think about like working with someone for travel they think of at least if you're my age I'm 40 so okay. like when I got married we use like an old school like travel agent it was not <laughs> yeah. a great experience or you know it's the opposite I feel like people now are like oh I can just do everything myself online so why yeah. like but you're very like niche and even just what you said with like really getting into the like nitty-gritty of what people like what people don't like that is like it's a curated experience it's like neither yes. of the two it's like this bubble in the middle where it's like if you love travel if you love luxury if you want to feel really pampered and taken care of you go to Courtney because she's gonna she has your back and I know this to be true because she was my roommate in Portugal like <laughs> years ago and she was up till like 2 a.m working for the you know her clients who had questions <laughs> or issues so this girl is like a hard worker I know I remember that too I'm like everyone's like well you're having to work I'm like yes because they're getting ready to leave to go here like, yeah I was like I didn't even bring my laptop I just put an away <laughs> message on my email <laughs> <laughs> so tell me um this is like a good segue into talking about outsourcing which is something I'm really passionate yeah. about and so now that you have multiple businesses how are you doing it you have a team what you know how many people help you like what does that all look like Girl, so like literally, you're. I'm not a good example because I'm a hot mess right now, but <laughs> I thought I had a plan. So, like, I'm very organized. So, that's good for people that help me because they're like, Whoa, Courtney, you actually already have systems set up. Are you, you know, I document everything. So, like, it's easy for someone to jump right in because, like, I always say, If I were to die tomorrow, could this business run on its own with someone else? So, that's kind of how I approach it. But going back to like outsourcing, I'm, I'm a believer. Like, I'd rather have no money and outsource it than keep the profits for myself because I want to have sanity, like my sanity. And people don't understand travel has so many moving parts. So, I have to have someone. So, like, I have an admin. Now, I will say with COVID, 
it's kind of like ours, you know, she was part-time and now it's like, I have a lot of independent contractors and it's kind of switched up during COVID because hours and time and that type of thing. I did used to have a social media person. Um, and now she's no longer with me. I'm looking for someone to do that. But then it's kind of one of those things that like, I have a content kind of message branding so she can do all my captions. Then I can have my admin schedule, you know, like it's one of those things that, where I can piece it together, but the core of it, I use Asana, by the way, Asana. Yeah. I know some people like Trello, like cars. Mm -hmm. I'm a list girl. Mm -hmm. I have to use lists, but like I say my meet the team or travel Ash, like the people that I keep in place, her name's Ashton and she's like brand messaging copy. And I used to have a girl, her name is Lindsay, which she is the bomb. That girl writes is her from Canada. But like with COVID and everything's gone, like she's kind of switching out freelance and she's had to get like a full-time job. So I'm like, Oh, but she's been with me like since I started travel bash. So that's another thing I've worked with her since I started, I had someone on my team and then there's, Chelsea is my admin who's she's been with me about a year and a half. Um, and then Kevin has been with me since I first started travel bash and he's like my digital marketing slash all things techie. So like he took up Google analytics. If my opt-in is not going to active campaign, you know, I'm like, what is going on? Or like, I'm getting walking messages or like, how do I take my calendar off of Facebook? Like travel bash doesn't do travel plan. I don't want people to schedule a point, you know, like, Anything that's like messed up or like um, when I was doing webinars and like hosting or launching that or like the Zoom work, you know, like if you yeah. wouldn't have been able to hear me today, I'd be like, hold on, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Kevin does like all my digital marketing, like SEO, my ads, all of that type of stuff, anything techie. And then like I had a graphic designer that's been with me since before I even had a business. So like I actually hired her as an intern when... I was the area manager for the American Lung Association, which was like back in 2013. She did my invites for my wedding. She did my bags, all that. So like I've had this girl, like literally I feel like my whole life, even though it's not whole life, but like I work with her. So when I started my business, she did my first two websites. She did all my objects, like everything you could think of. She did for me. And then guess what? She got pregnant and there's nothing wrong with getting pregnant, but like she just didn't have as much available time. Exactly. So then things switch. But the good thing is I was able to find someone, her name's Whitney that lives in Florida. um, And she is bomb. And like, she is on it and got my new like TRBLB brand. And I'm like, yes, I thought I was going to be like, lost without you know Mm. my other graphic designer and now I found one and she is bomb so and then I have a bookkeeper Megan who like literally I do monthly meetings with her like she set up a dashboard where I can see like what's coming out like who are the top five people that I'm paying like everything that I've requested or asked for I can go in at any time and she's like Courtney where those receipts she like keeps me on my toes because I travel a lot so she's like um where's the receipts from that trip yeah. Um, are you going to try to get paid this week? You know, that type of stuff. So those are like my go-tos. But then when I say I feel like I'm a mess, it's because like with the transition of Lindsay leaving and Ashton coming in, I feel like um, I used to write all my blog content. And then it's one of those things that I enjoy doing and I'm good at, but that doesn't necessarily mean I should be doing, if that makes sense. Yeah. They, the little buckets of areas of, yeah. So it's not the one that I shouldn't waste my time on. Like it's that third one, but it's not the one that like, I really need to be doing so it's hard. It was hard for me at first to give that away because I enjoyed it. And because a lot of it was destination weddings, it was me, you know, answering those questions, which we got a lot of hits from Google. And because 
I was able to answer the question better than anyone, but that's because I use my experience. Right. But now I don't write any of my blog posts, so I'm not going to take credit. If you go on my website, you're like, oh, this is good. It's not me. (laughs) (laughs) It's not me. I don't do any of that. I think that's important to know, even if it's something you enjoy, like the amount of time that it probably took you, you could be spending on money-making activities, right? Or yes. growing your business. So I think that's where people struggle with outsourcing is like, I, but I like doing it or I don't mind doing it. And it's like, that's not, that's great. And if you have the extra time and mental space, keep doing it. But honestly, I think as a CEO, you really need to focus on like, where's this business going? Coming up with that next great idea, like getting more clients. That's that's the job of the CEO, right? And then you have like all the people doing their little expert things on, cause it's hard to find one person who does it all, right? So like you said, yeah. you have a bookkeeper, you have a SEO, digital tech guy, you have, you know, a copywriter, a admin, they all right. have different specialties. So I think that's important too, to think about is like, are you getting people in the right little niche for them to do the, their best work, which enhances your company, right? Exactly. I just had a call with my content um, girl yesterday and I'm like, no, Ashton, is this your strength or you just are saying, I'll do this for you. It's just like, no, I can't do it. You know, like, because that's another thing. I want people to be working in their strengths and what they enjoy doing. Like, I don't want you just because like a content person, there's several things a content person could, you know, they could do your web copy from your sales to your emails to blog posts. But there's some copywriters that say they prefer to write blog posts versus launch copy. And that, you know, you have people that they focus on specifically launch copy. So if that's what you do, that's where I want you at. Right. You know, even though you can do other things, that's cool, but I need you at your best. Right. Yeah. I think that's so interesting too, because I feel like this is a conversation that I've had with other CEOs and other creatives and that's their, their goal, their want. They want their employees to be doing that thing that they're the best at and not just because they can do it. And I think it's such a departure from like corporate America where it's like, I'll pay you $18 an hour. Just do all these things that one <laughs> wants to do. Right. Like it doesn't matter if you're good at it or not. Keep your butt in that chair for eight hours. Like <laughs> exactly. I'm like, who would do that? Right. Like, where is the model? <laughs> like, why did we do that? You know, like I'm thinking when I like go back to corporate, I mean, there were some things in my job that I'm like, why, why am I doing this? You know, like, this is not where you want me. Like, I can do this, but this is not, you want me out here raising this money. Like, you don't want me managing this board. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's just such an interesting, like, the way things are, like, moving now as more small businesses, like, are creating little, like, micro economies within themselves. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Cause like right now I was just thinking like I'm working with, so this is a new thing. I know like everybody, maybe it's new to me, but it's not new to the creative or like VA space, but like there's the COO integrator, like integrators are big words now. Yeah. Like I'm seeing an integrator. I'm like, woo, like you're no longer just the VA or admin. Like you actually have skills that can do the next level. So like I was actually working with someone that I'm like, Cause I, I, I think I'm at the point where I need someone to manage all these things. So like, I don't necessarily need to be talking to Kevin about Google Analytics, all this, or I don't need to be uh, talking to Chelsea about somebody's invoices messed up. Like I need someone that can control all these moving parts. They're like, you need an integrator. Yes. Like you need someone like over operations that make all these things flow. And I'm like, what? Talk to me more. You know, like, is there someone that does this? You know, like, they're advanced skills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you read the book Rocket Fuel? No, but it's in my Amazon cart. It just yeah. keeps. 
<laughs> so that is the book that talks about visionary and integrator. And it's a very, in a very corporate setting is like the example okay. give, but basically every, they believe the author, I think it's two authors, maybe one. I think it's two though. Um, okay. They believe that every company, every successful company needs a visionary and an integrator, which is a CEO and a COO. So the CEO is the visionary. They're always coming up with the ideas. They're like, oh, this is where the business could be. This is the goal. This is the plan but they like, they see the five-year picture, but they're not really sure how to like get there. And then the integrator, me. Like, here's the steps. And also they oversee like the, all the little moving parts and pieces. Parts. So they really are like a direct relationship with the CEO where they kind of meet and talk about the plan. And then the CEO is like, okay, I'm going to go think of ideas. And here are the things you need to make sure <laughs> the people gets done. Are, yeah, what they're all the people who have the little specialty is that they're focusing on the right tasks, right? So it takes the scheduling and the management part off of the visionary so they can do what they do best. And it basically it's like you need a really good like brain of the operation and a manager. Yeah. Right. Like, (laughs) so yeah, the Kristen Kaplan is a really good, she has like, she used to be a wedding planner. She's now an integrator for lots of different companies. Her podcast is great. She has courses, all the things. I know Kristen, we were at the inspired retreat together. I think that was like 2018 or something. And it was crazy because I hit her up and I was like, Hey, you do this new thing now because I think I'll talk to you about it. I was like, hold on, Chrissy does what now? Like she used to do this and now she does that. And like, I'm like my admin, I need to put in. Then I was thinking like, Hmm, but my admin's very good at this. So I might need to find somebody that can do this. That then works with her to do that. Does that make sense? Like, I'm like, Hmm. Yeah. So but now you've got me thinking. Um, I, yeah. Moving into that integrator role and right. then yeah. Being more of like delegating all of the tasks. Cause like, I need to, you know, is my time best spent scheduling the Facebook posts or do I need to be overseeing, you know, to lighten her load? Cause right now she's kind of in that place where she's overseeing a lot of things and that would allow her more freedom. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know Kristen Kaplan personally, but I like love her stuff. She, I think she's great. Girl, she's the bomb. We were <laughs> talking at dinner. Like, yeah, I like her. That's my girl. Yeah. You know how when I start talking to people, at first they like, I don't know if I like this girl. They're like, we're besties. They're like, Courtney, come sit by me. Because, you know, when I come in somewhere, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I love it. Cool. Well, let's wrap up. We talked about so much good stuff, but I want you to share where people can find you. Um, and then, yeah, we'll, we'll finish this up. Yes, yeah, so they can find me at Travel Bash on Instagram. I'm I'm actually about to be Instagram official and have a Courtney Nichols. Yes, yeah, so I'll be on there myself. I'm like feeling myself a little bit, so you can follow me there as well. But then um, travelbash.com is one website, compass-collective.com. It's crazy because I have all these brands now. And oh, then the trvlbclub.com. So it's like... Yeah, inspiration and planning and inclusive marketing, all three. I love it. I just live vicariously through your Instagram. <laughs> I'm always just like, where's Courtney at now? My goodness. <laughs> with you. Do you need just like, I'll carry your bags. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thank you so much for being here. Was no, thank you. I <laughs> <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> Cool. All right, guys. Well, make sure you check out Courtney for all of your travel needs. And if you are in the travel space, um, check out the Compass Collective. Yes. So much. 